stuff yep and uh hope everybody got out and voted i know i did uh people are are you now i know you're you're working the elections kirsten but are you uh, did you get a chance to do your own personal early voting not yet not yet oh you're gonna wait till to do that till later well when i get a chance i got my mail-in ballot i still don't know if i'm gonna just do that and drop it in the box or actually hit the machine i totally forgot to bring it with me today to drop it in the uh not going to use box. Yeah. So I had to sign the thing yeah, that says I certified to destroy my... Affirmation. Yeah, yeah uh, we, get, we get a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, I already did it. I hate those damn things. <sighs> I, that drives me crazy because it's... <sighs> so many people do it. And it's it, 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 it amuses me, the people that get upset about mail-in ballots. And a lot of them are the ones that use them themselves. So. Right. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's... It, yeah. the the well you know the overused phrase cognitive dissonance is just right. epic it's like point. it's okay for me to do it but anyone right. else that does it is completely yeah. out of bounds but uh such is life i suppose <laughs> gently gently do you, need, do you need a cup there's a there's a no i need to a, put it somewhere else okay <laughs> uh floor works good i've found when you're picking it up but there's also a coaster there if you need it yeah, there should be a couple on the table there. But uh, I'll just make oh. sure I don't. Oh, it's coming. That's an it's impact coming. tremor. I, I'm, I'm fairly alarmed here. <laughs> I have. Oh, oh, they went bigger. <laughs> just like apartments.com, we, we go bigger. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That that character, I mean, it's so Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> yeah. but the, the fact that they call him Brad Bellflower, and I'm like, just call yourself Jeff Goldblum. It's, yeah. you, it's clearly you being you. Yeah. So yeah. there's tippy, really tippy no toe, point. Tippy, to, tippy, toe. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, on that note, welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 661. I'm 80s Jeff. Commander K. And Professor Biggs. Ooh, he gets the and credit today. Oh my goodness. And we're here to talk to you about Weekend Geek. Master Torgo may or may not be joining us mid-show. Uh, we'll hope for the best, but plan for the worst. And and uh, I had the whole karaoke list of show tunes all yeah. ready to go. So <laughs> was... Dad, unfortunately, uh, Deb is operating with no voice because of some little bug she picked up and of course because she has that now barry has that so <laughs> oh, we lost I, barry as well i thought barry was the little bug she picked uh, up well they could be that too and unfortunately matt also had to cancel on us last minute so it's just the three of us tonight there you go so this is geek shock when you order it on wish <laughs> that's right geek shock light <laughs> welcome to the smooth sounds of geek shock <laughs> light bizarro geek shock yeah there we go <laughs> we are not the geek shock <laughs> yeah. me i'm not geek shock <laughs> well uh since it's just the three of us what geeky things did you guys do this week uh since steve you're you're here from out of town we'll start with you yeah, and it, it's been a while, so I've done a shite load of stuff. Oh, well, um, feel free to elaborate. <laughs> yeah, so the big the big one is I did another of my uh, famous road trips. Um, I saw some of those pictures. Yeah, and um, 
for family reasons. I'll just right. say that. Yeah. Well, you know. And um, and uh, I hadn't done a road trip in a while. And actually, my brother and I were talking about you know trying to work out when we were going to get back to. We went to Oklahoma because that's where family is right now. Nobody likes to go to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, actually, it was it was okay. And yeah. and many years ago, uh, having lived in California for a while, I made the observation that there are no airheads in Oklahoma. There are plenty of ditzes, but no airheads. Oh, I thought you maybe were talking about the candy. No, no, ah. no, no. Um, but anyway, um, so I did the Route 40 uh, tr- uh, uh, trip, and uh, on the way back, uh, was able to stop at um, Fabulous Meteor Crater. Oh, that's um, so much fun! It, it really is, and they've got and they've added a whole bunch of stuff. They they actually have. I mean, thank God, once you pay to get in, everything that you get there is free with, right. that, with that admission. Because they have a motion simulator thing that's like, oh, this is definitely for the kids. Right. It is cheese ball. But it's still pretty fun uh, if you just go in knowing that. Right. Um, the crater itself is is always, I mean, that's just, it's an amazing sight. Uh, I don't want to oversell it because some some people get there and just go. It's a big hole in the ground. And okay, fine. If your sense of wonder is so diminished at this point in your life, then just you know don't do anything. I remember mm-hmm. when I went. I was just amazed at the size of the actual asteroid that impacted and the size of the crater that it created. It's just it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that's part of what the the visitor center there is all about is impact craters and. You know, basically, you you can have something the size of a refrigerator make something the size of meteor crater. Yeah, and um, so yeah, and 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 it, yeah, and they've got some, you know, some gear from the space program there because they use meteor crater as kind of a testing test ground for you know vehicles and that kind of thing. And um, and yeah, it was really fun. And then I I did I was able to stop at some Route sixty six, uh, you know, little landmarks like. Winslow, Arizona. Yes, I saw you standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, and, they, and they've really totally embraced that uh, that whole idea. Uh, my aunt and uncle said to stop in Holbrook, which is like Meteor Crater's kind of. I guess it's before Winslow. It's like yeah. it's like west of Winslow. But anyway, they said stop at Holbrook because it's all you know, e- either aliens and di- or dinosaurs. And, uh-huh. and there's a couple of tourist traps on the way into Holbrook that are very dinosaur and petrified wood-esque. But Holbrook itself was basically just kind of a wide spot in the road, and there wasn't a whole lot of hmm. stuff going on. I was like, oh, I'm disappointed. I should have stopped at one of those joints. And eventually I do want to do, and I've said this, I've been saying this for at least 20 years, I do want to do a Route 66 trip like start in santa monica and just hit all the places where route 66 still kind of exists um and of course i said that when i say all uh there were a couple of turnoffs that were like uh you know this exit route you know historic route 66 i was looking at the side of the road i go what the gas station <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot there on the side of the side of the freeway so anyway but i still do want to want to do that sometime and if I time it right, which means I'd be doing it in June, then part of the north leg of it going from Oklahoma City to Chicago, if I time that for like you know middle of June, then I could take a little side trip over to Metropolis for the 
Superman celebration. Ah. <laughs> Ulterior motives. Indeed. And there's plenty of, uh, and that's the other thing too, is I do want to hit all the national monuments. I know Kirsten was talking about that on, was it last week? Anyway, but hitting, hitting those, uh, you know, that are kind of off the 40 there, that are kind of easy, easy things to get to. Um, Flagstaff, I, I, that, that whole uh, I-40 trip through northern Arizona and northern New Mexico uh, is much prettier than the, than the 10 route. Right. <laughs> so I, I really don't. And especially if you're doing it in the fall or the spring because then you get weather as well. So It's really fascinating driving along there because you, when you hit Flagstaff, you're, you're going from essentially a lot of desert area and then just all of a sudden it's green. It's yeah. just yeah. literally out of nowhere. I remember yeah. when I drove here from Kansas, I remember going through that same route and just being amazed. I'm like looking around going, wait, the the desert plant life is now giving way to pine luscious trees. green yeah. pine trees and and all this stuff. It was just it was really fascinating. I've only I only got to go I've I've only been on a couple of stops on the whole Route 66 thing. Um I remember um actually when Todd and I were in Chicago many 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 years ago, uh and I've since lost the picture. I don't know where it's at. Uh, taking a picture next to a Route 66 sign. And then, uh, you know, flash forward many, many years ago. I want to say this would be about 2016 or 2017. Uh, taking a picture at, at the Santa Monica Pier at mm-hmm. the Route 66 end sign, which <laughs> yeah. I still think is funny because there's really no cars allowed right where that sign is at. Right. But, uh, you know, considering it's way further away from the uh, the actual shoreline at that point. But yeah, uh, but yeah uh, that's something I would, wouldn't mind doing. I've seen Adam the Woo do his, his Route 66 trip. Yeah. Uh, he's done it a couple of times. And tries to stop at different places along the way. So. Yeah, and then uh, let's see other stuff. Uh, I did go see Black Adam. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's okay. It's uh, not great. It's yeah. <clears throat> it's a lot of as as I mentioned on on uh, Facebook and maybe even the Discord. It's a lot of characters get introduced and then are defined by either their powers or a single personality trait and that's kind of it and cyclone is hardly used at all yeah i i was i think the biggest disappointment was that all the characters are shallow yeah there's no character development whatsoever even for black adam right you you get a little bit halfway through i mean they hint at there being a disconnect between recorded history and then the actual what happened with that character and i'm trying very carefully to avoid spoilers in case right. somebody does want to go see it uh you know which is i which could they oh they could have say, taken such advantage of that because there are those instances throughout you know even our own real history where what's been recorded versus you know what's come out much later that you know in people's journals and so forth that you find that the you know, people, places, and events are not exactly as described in textbooks. Right, right. And I, th- I thought that could have been an interesting um, avenue to pursue, but uh, of course they didn't do that. Yeah. And it really kind of bothers me too because I, Dwayne Johnson, it's been such a passion project for him. Yeah. He's been trying for over 10 years to get that movie made, and then he finally gets the movie made, and... 
it's kind of flat throughout. Like even the action sequences, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, oh, okay, that was kind of cool. And then back to, eh, okay, seen that before, seen that before. Yeah, you totally telegraphed that. I know exactly when that was coming, et cetera, well, et cetera. And again, they're just interminable. It's yeah. like it's like, okay, you've established he's a badass. It's okay, he's still a badass. Okay, he remains a badass. And I mean, it it's literally, <laughs> it's it's like the Metropolis fight in Man of Steel. Yeah, it's like once Zod says his thing, you've literally got five minutes where nothing happens. Yep, except buildings get destroyed right but i mean literally nothing advances the story nothing advances the characters nothing happens except cgi yeah and i saw man of steel three times in the theater and the second two times that's when i took my pee break because uh. i was like There's, nothing happens here and that's what happens with these with these action sequences in black adam it's like minutes go by and nothing happens except cgi explosions I felt like Dr. Fate was very underutilized. Oh. That's, that's a, such an interesting character yeah. in the comics. Uh, even Hawkman yeah. is an interesting character, especially when you start getting into his background. And it's like, okay, so he's the leader of the Justice Society and basically nothing else. Oh, he's he's a hero that believes that heroes shouldn't kill, and that's his whole thing throughout the whole movie. Yeah. It's and just that's, that same line repeated over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. it's like, who are you trying to convince here? It's yeah. like, you know, it, it's... It, and most of the dialogue is like that. Most of the dialogue is... Incredibly is, trite. Yeah, and, and says nothing. Yeah. It's like people talk and they say nothing. Exactly. And it's like... Oh God, but you know, even having said all of that, they do do kind of a nice reveal towards <laughs> towards the end of do the do. movie that actually does give Teth Adam a, a pretty interesting arc. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I, it felt like the the first two thirds of the movie were kind of blah, and then it started getting interesting in that very last third of the movie, and yeah. the movie's over. Yeah. I mean, I get that this is a setup for a larger, you know, the, the eventual Shazam and Black Adam meeting, which, you know, because Dwayne Johnson said in public, it's like, I felt like they needed to have a separate movie to introduce Shazam and a separate movie to introduce Black Adam because I don't think one should be introduced in the other's film because then you're doing a discredit to both characters. And I kind of agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I realize they're really trying to do a bigger picture with at least the two of them and maybe even other DC characters. Well, right. And especially if you're trying to set up um, Black Adam as kind of an anti-hero. Right. As kind of somebody who is, you know, going to be protecting a Middle Eastern country from the American way. Right. Then that's kind of an interesting thing to do. Right. Do we want to talk about mid credit sequence? Has it been spoiled enough online uh, that we can talk about it? I think maybe we shouldn't just okay. because, you know, there's, you know, it's only been out, what, five days? Yeah. So, but, but just, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's out there if you want to look for it. Um, it's not much of a spoiler, but uh, because... You know, even the the actors themselves have talked about it in public, and I'm like, great. Why don't you just spoil the movie? I mean, no reason for us to go see it. <laughs> well, and it well, because that's the thing. It doesn't really spoil the movie. It's a mid credit no. sequence. Yeah, and, and it and it literally has nothing to do with the it, actual right. story of the movie itself. <laughs> but 
it's a nice might be a nice surprise for some people. Yeah. So okay. But boy, anything I, else? Boy, do I want to talk about? Oh, this. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I may have to convince Todd to let us do a a spoiler talk recording about Black Adam because oh, I have so much to say about that film. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I didn't hate it. No, I, I I just thought it was okay. Somebody said, "Where would I put it?" And I was, and I said, "It's it's not it's not a train wreck like you know some of the others. It's I think." Not as good as Shazam. No, not as good as Shazam. Yeah. Because at least Shazam, you had a lot of characters yeah. with a lot of color character development. Yeah. In just like the first half of the film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just... I. The last thing I'll say about it is that it felt like there were such interesting avenues they could have taken throughout the film to flesh out everything. Story, character, yeah. etc. And... You're like, okay, okay, oh, okay, this is interesting. They could, oh, and they're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, like a, it's like a pitch meeting. It's like, and we're just never going to even talk about it again. Exactly. All righty then. <laughs> All righty then. Uh, NPR, their review of it, I thought was pretty spot on, is that it seems like when they, when they were announcing, you know, a DCEU and somebody posted like a, uh, Photoshop thing of uh, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam, and everyone's like, "Oh, that would be so cool!" Including Dwayne Johnson, that kind of the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's about as far as they took the idea, and it was like, mm, "Yeah, that's kind of yeah." This would be, and it and I think it is cool casting. Oh yeah, I wish they'd actually. Well, like I say, they did eventually do something with that towards the end, but yeah, I think t- too little, too late though. Yeah. Kirsten, what do you got? Well, um, I've been busy setting up and working at the elections, but I did uh, finish Sea Hulk. Sea Hulk. I am tired. I am very tired. Actually, I, I went on break today, and I went to the Target across the parking lot, and I stood in the candy aisle, and I just stared. And then I was like, "Well, you know, I just want to. I'd like to get a big bag of Halloween candy." Uh, and I, I don't know where the hell their Halloween candy uh, aisle is. So I'm just going to go to Smith's. And I walk out of the Target and I'm like, wait a minute, I got to drive to Smith's. I, I, I don't have time for that. Smith's is not right next door. And I, I like was thinking, I'll just walk right next door to the Smith. So then I turn back inside and buy something and go out. And I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm very tired. But um, I did finish She-Hulk. I enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> um, I uh, I just adore Madison. Yeah, <laughs> this is a very interesting character. <laughs> oh, it, it it just yeah, absolutely. It's really funny because you you know she throws out just teeny tiny tidbits of insight. And she's also like this cheerleader yeah. character, you know, the whole Wongers. And it's just, and, and then uh, Benedict Wong working uh. off of her. It, the, the, <laughs> the whole spoiling the Sopranos things. Yes. Is, it, the two of them, it's just, it's uh, just it's, great. It's it really charming is. as hell. When, when, yeah. she, when she, when, you know, 
he was just like, okay, wait, you know, she's like, no, you want to go to that? No, no, no. Well, how about we talk about Sopranos? Okay, fine, but don't, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what did she, she call him? Wongers? Wongers. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, well, you know, I haven't been anything anyway since uh, Tony killed Christopher. And just the way Wong, just the way he went, medicine! Yeah. He clinches up. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, he was, he's just, he's awesome. He's such a great actor, too. He really he, is. He sells that character. Yeah. So well. Yeah. And uh so I I actually just uh I really I've enjoyed it. So I love uh uh Steve. I uh, I think we talked about yeah, the uh it was really interesting on one of your threads. Some of the us- usual suspects oh, on yeah. your Facebook threads show up show up and one of them uh, when you were just like giggling about the whole like yeah we've been writing this for a while and and we knew exactly what would be criticized and someone was like that's a, that's an example that they knew they were writing a crap product and they're putting out a crap and then it was really funny because another one of your usual suspects shows <laughs> up and he totally does the it's a parody what's wrong yeah. with people people and, yeah. don't understand sarcasm yeah. they don't understand parodies well, uh, yeah. and, and it's and, usually lewis that doesn't understand that so. yeah so and and he's just like <laughs> what is it with people i was just like this is this is okay when she hulk can make a, a steve getting into political discussion thread uh take a few turns you know it's well written <laughs> yeah you know, so I, I did like how they turned a lot of the uh, the MCU tropes on their head. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, especially that la- the, the season finale. I thought that was mm-hmm. brilliant, <laughs> fourth wall breaking. I was, I mean, are, um, how much are we are we not talking about anything um, specific for the finale? Or? I'd say it's been what two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me put it this way. Yeah. Let me put it this way. I think if it, it's, I think it's been two weeks. Most everybody has probably seen it, so uh, this will be your warning. Uh, come back in about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, or, or, if yeah. you if you don't want to have anything She-Hulk, you know, spoiled for you, so, but uh, we're going to talk for yeah. it, about it for a couple of minutes here. Well, I enjoyed I enjoyed the uh, the whole. I'm going to talk to Kevin. Yes, <laughs> and 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 we're we're all sitting there gearing up for a Feige. Yes. Appearance. Oh my God! I was I was hoping for the cameo, and what we got was even better. Yeah, right. And K E V I N shows up, <laughs> and it was really funny because somebody made a com- made a comment is like, "Is that like a hint towards Mojo and the Mojo verse, and like an <laughs> X Men connect?" Which was like really funny. Yeah, because everyone else talked about the Glados thing. Yeah. And I was just like, "That's that's actually an interesting little uh, little theory there," but the whole Kevin thing was was that was really that was really delightful and cute. And I did love how she completely called out the you know the stupid trope of bringing in all the heroes to to save the day. Which right. Is like, wait a minute, why why do that? Let's do something different. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 especially. The whole stealing her blood to make a Hulk serum, <laughs> right? Which yeah. is just like, yeah, that's boy, like, is really that because you've already done yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole—I mean, that's probably one of the major criticisms of the Marvel movies. Is really every villain has to be like a mirror image of the hero? It's you know they got to have the same you know power set and all this type of stuff. So yeah, that was funny. 
Yeah. And the, uh, you know, banner just showing up out of the blue, <laughs> which is funny because that's not only a, just a, that that's actually a, a big, uh, a big comic trope. I remember in the 70s, the Avengers, they had the, the Corvax saga, which was a big, you know, fight to save the universe. <laughs> fight to save the universe. Um, I was off, off mic. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're wearing headphones. And um, the, uh, the character, uh, at one point, the Avengers encounter the Collector. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, what's what's happening is the collector is kidnapping Avengers because he knows what Korvac is planning, which is essentially rebuild the universe. So he's collecting Avengers to like uh, uh, save them, preserve them, collect Avengers. Well, Thor, in a lot of Avengers comics in in the seventies. They would have a big fight. There'd be something coming along. They'd be getting their asses kicked. And Thor would show up and save the day. And somewhere in the Korvac saga, they decided that that, that the collector explains what's happening. Because he keeps collecting Thor. And then the Avengers are getting trounced. So he releases Thor with his memory wiped. So he can save them and save the Avengers, and then he starts collecting Avengers again. Then he grabs Thor, and then he does it again. Because and it's really funny how how they played with that trope. So then you have Bruce Banner just after episodes of not being able to get hold of him showing up. <laughs> get your hands off of my cousin, and him and Abomination's great. And by the way, I'm really fond. I'm really happy. Abomination. Did not turn out to be lying. Yeah. Full of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, have an agenda. Right. I mean, you know, if there's another season or, yeah. or uh, future Hulk films, maybe that'll happen. But right now, right now, Blonsky is sincere in his trying to change. And I thought that that, yeah. I actually like that. Yeah. That was, that was good. Although <laughs> it, it's interesting because... He was lying about the fact that he was becoming abomination for those appearances. So, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, oh, man, there must be something wrong with my ankle monitor. And turns out there was nothing wrong with the ankle monitor. So the only thing he was lying about was the fact that he was using that for his motivational speeches. But, yeah, just like you said, he's he was literally trying to turn over a new leaf and mm-hmm. make amends and, you know, try to help people. And then, of course, gets paid to make an appearance and doesn't realize what he's there to yeah. to promote and so he's going through a whole the, the whole thing and when she peeks in she's like oh man and you know she comes in thinking he knows what's going on and then as it progresses he finds out whoa wait a minute here yeah. whoa <laughs> that's hey, not what whoa, i thought whoa, i was here whoa, for whoa, yeah. yeah and then of course you know with the whole thing with kevin how much of that has been retconned right so we don't even know where that stands <laughs> but it ends with him being, you know, being cool and hope you had a moment here and hope you, and she's like, yeah, no, I'm leaving now. But I, I, the whole thing, I just, I really did enjoy that bit because, because we are, we're sitting here watching She-Hulk, waiting for the reveal. What's his agenda? <laughs> what's going on? So, yeah, yeah, uh, just smart, intelligent writing throughout the series. <laughs> Like each each episode, even when you're sitting there watching, you're like, "Oh, they're not going to do that, are they? 
Oh, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good, good. Sorry, yeah. Ozzy Matt. And even when she turns <laughs> to the camera, you're not going to do that, are you? You know, are we doing that? Yeah, I, I, you know, our argument there was was bizarre. So I just, uh, I love Ozzy Matt, but but he's he's I think he's off base on this one. Yeah. So uh, there was a Twitter thread with a bunch of man babies complaining about Scar, and they were just going off. Oh, once again. They're, you know, nerfing this character. What a stupid haircut. Blah, 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 blah. Just, and this went on and on and on. Nothing but criticisms. So I just finally chimed in with, Hulk fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that was, and, and, you know, like I said, I'm so busy. That was the extent of my geeky thing. I got that in before, uh, before things started, so... So that's about it, you know. Maybe a day or two after early voting, I, I might actually go check out um, Black Adam. <laughs> I, I guess I guess the reviews have had a bit of an effect on me because I'm not as jazzed to go charging in there to see it um, like like I was. But I think I'd still like to see it in the theaters. I'll be yeah. able to afford to once this check comes in and uh, so it's like man you know have some theater popcorn and watch that and uh i'll you know be okay with whatever so yeah go on discount tuesday and yeah <laughs> make it uh, make it more worth your while yeah it's it, you know um i just oh man dude d- does your galaxy do you have to ask for your discount because I went to mine on a discount Tuesday, and she's ringing me up, and, and I'm like, is, uh, is there a discount? Is, is it Tuesday? A th-? And she's like, oh, you want your discount? And I'm like, hmm. wow, that's, that's not the way. I don't think that's the way they want you to promote that, much less. Well, <laughs> I, I know that if you try to buy through the app, it defaults at putting you on the um, it puts you on the regular movie right, price ticket, right, yeah. and you have to drop down and select Discount Tuesday, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, well, is this, rather interesting. This and this was me. I walked up there because I I hadn't decided yet if I was going to do it, and uh, I was using your uh, gift card. So ah. and I'm like Discount Tuesday. I can get more value for Jeff's gift. Oh yeah, this will <laughs> be exciting. So yeah, Discount Tuesday. I do. Yeah, I I don't know. I I've, I've just gotten used to when I on the f- the rare occasions that I do buy the ticket at the box office, just to I say just tell them, uh, and it's Discount Tuesday, correct? Yeah, and then they go, "Yep." No, well, that's the Jeff being prepared and and. Careful. Well, I mean, most of the time, there's if if there's a line, I don't do the ticket purchase in person. I go uh, to, to the, the little self service kiosk yeah, right next to yeah. because I can usually get in and get out much quicker. Because I, I always seem to get caught behind the person that <laughs> that it fumbles with their card, can't get their card to work in the card reader, doesn't and then, understand how the seating is working. Yeah, they don't. Mm-hmm. And the, the 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 poor attendant is pointing out. He's like, now these seats uh, towards the bottom; those are ones near the screen. Towards the back, that's the back mm-hmm. of the theater. I'd like Which row K like? by the screen. Yeah, no, it, row K. That's a little close, isn't it? That's right up there. No, that's. that's I, not, you know, it's funny because I do remember the last time I went to Green Valley. Some the person in front of me uh, picked a seat that was. I, I think they thought they were picking at the very back of the theater, and the theater attendant, uh, the box office attendant, goes, "Now that's right next to the screen. Is that the seat you definitely want?" 
oh, no, no, I want to be at the back of the theater. Okay, so then you want to be in this row, and they're pointing, and the person's like, um, let me take, um, (laughs) and that's when I moved over and just purchased my own ticket. steam coming out of Jeff's ears. Oh, I mean, I wasn't really upset. I was just like, I can see I'm going to be here for a little while, so... I, it, what was funny though is I'm in the concession line and uh, approaching uh, the first open window, and I see that person is still at the box office. Oh so I don't wow. know if it had like they had problems with the actual payment or what. But, Man, uh, it was just one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in the theater before this person is even in the concession line. Yeah. So um, I went and saw Frankenstein again. Ah, yes, on ah. the big screen last night, and I'm used to the Regals. Actually, the Edwards, but the Regals in California. So when mm-hmm. I picked the seats, I thought, okay, this will be far enough. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we, no, we were <laughs> watching uh-huh. it like this. Uh, you know, craning our heads up. We were a little too close, and I was like, ooh, it's, this is close even for me. I, I, two rows back would have been perfect. But. Right. Wow. So it, was this IMAX? No, it was just oh, regular okay. old screen. But, it, but you know, I, I forget that a lot of the Regals here, there are no like really small screens so it's <laughs> yeah mm. well i mean i already talked about what geeky thing i did this week uh since i also went and saw black adam uh so i'm gonna do something a little different before we move on to news uh steve we talked about uh werewolf by night when you weren't here yes now that you're here i would love to get your opinion ah. on that because kirsten and i talked at yeah. infinitum about it oh, about yeah. how our love for it and i would love to get your take on it and because all the you are, references all the, the all the you are also a fan of classic oh. uh monster cinema so uh please indulge us with your uh your review of that because <clears throat> yeah you're right i wanted the, to get your take on it the title cards were hilarious and i also think uh giacchino 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 we know who you're talking giacchino. about um I also think he did a real nice job scoring the thing to, you know, kind of give it that, mm-hmm. you know, Hans yeah. Salter, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of universal uh, horror movie uh, sound. Oh, and I realized it. I forgot to mention the cigarette burns in the upper left hand or upper right hand corner that I was just sitting. And I'm like, no, they're 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 doing that. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and you know, I I have uh, I <laughs> one of my pet peeves is. Uh, certain filmmakers who think that all they have to do to make a black and white movie is just turn down, turn the saturation off, and no, you have to actually production design it to take black and white into account. Yes. and they did. They yeah, did. They, on, they on definitely this. did. Um, you know, everything was nicely contrasted. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all if they actually used chocolate for the blood effects <laughs> on some of the things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, I, again, I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy, but I know who these characters are by kind of by osmosis. And at that time, DC wasn't doing a whole lot of, uh, you know, classic monsters. They had their, you know, House of Secrets and House of Mystery and, and that type of thing. But Marvel was the one that was doing Tomb of Dracula and Werewolf by Night. And, and, and uh, Frankenstein's Monster for a brief time, which was actually um, uh, a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially that uh, Mike Plug art. See, so I what? Got, so I, I what? know I'm about to. I'm what are a, you fucking? What are you about? Yeah, to I'm do? about to. Uh, I'm about to get uh, whatever your version of calling me a godless communist is. 
I'm not that big a fan of Mike Plug's art. Dude. Fucking asshole. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, because when I got that first issue of Werewolf by Night, I was like, I was like, oh, what? What is what? this? What? Oh, but, well, it didn't look like Neil Adams. It didn't look like Kurt Swan. So, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> so, didn't even look like Dick Giordano. So, you know, what was I going to yeah, do? Yeah, you're you're the Dick Giordano. <laughs> Giordano, so, not Giordano. Yeah, huh? Giordano, hmm? Giordano could be i don't know um at least it's not giordano which is what i called him for decades until wow. it's like oh yeah it's italian hmm. you <laughs> california nerd yeah <laughs> um so yeah no i i really and so yeah so man thing i'm my my guy is my guy <laughs> yeah! is swamp thing uh my guy is swamp thing and of course was... there's that whole controversy which came first and it's like yeah. oh that actually that and that uh, that was that was a surprise yeah that actually surprised me i was just like ah yeah and, ah. and apparently they did it mostly with practical effects yeah. which was nice because um, i think he's only cg until like the very end mm-hmm. uh, yeah like like the one main scene and then at the very end when yeah. he and jack are talking uh, yeah, well, maybe because they ha- actually had a fully articulated uh, life-size puppet that is, is what they use for most of the scenes. Okay. So, so all the facial expressions and everything were done right practically, right? Which I found that out, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" So uh, because again, I'm not one of these people that's like Ugh, CGI always terrible. It's like no, it's not always terrible. Matter of fact, most of the time when you're seeing CGI, you don't know you're seeing CGI. Right. Mm. So things and like the, yeah, you know, sky removal and all that kind of stuff. Or yeah. when they just use it to like tweak or enhance yeah. a scene. Like it, it's something that was shot practically, but then enhanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, most of the time people don't even realize they're they're seeing it. Right. Right. It's only you only notice it when it's bad. Yes. So. You know, when it's good, it's invisible. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. Good, good. And, yeah. and it actually made me kind of go to my Peacock app and go, because mm. even though I have all the DVDs of all the Universal things, like, oh, well, this will be. Mm. I was like, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll just throw in a little. Yeah, I treated Wolf my Manor. I treated myself to uh, the, uh, I think it's volume two of the uh, Universal Monsters in 4K mm. uh, for movie box set, which mm. I'm totally blanking out on which ones the the second set was. But uh, it, on uh, the Prime Day that was at the beginning of the month, they had it for like half off. Oh. And I was like, oh, I can't really pass that up because I love those classic Universal. Yeah. I I did notice I like I've got all the creature movies you know but they have either I don't know if it's a re-release or they've just released it on Blu-ray uh, with the 3D version mm, as well. Okay. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, I may have to chill out for that because I I you know that back when they when you had revival houses and you had art houses everywhere they would there was like. You know, and 3D was kind of trying to come back in the mid '80s. Sure, they would actually show Creature, and uh, it came from outer space, and all that with the cardboard, red and blue uh, lenses, things. And so I've actually seen Creature from like in 3D. It was fun. It's like you know, you get the 
usual hand in your face and all this kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I remember like in Wichita, they did a drive-in thing where you had to pick up the red and green or the red and blue 3D glasses. And I think it was Creature from the Black Lagoon, but it was so... My biggest problem with drive-in cinemas back then was that the the picture was so dim. The 3D didn't always work very well. I mean, I was probably about eight (laughs) when that happened, so I I have vague memories of it now, but I just remember it was not as good trying to watch that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. those old glasses. How old I was before I finally went, I'm never going to drive-in again. This is ridiculous. I mean, they've supposedly gotten better because some of them they've upgraded to the laser projection. So you get a nice, decent, bright picture and then you just tune your your car radio (laughs) onto the the right frequency for your your film. Although if you pick the wrong one, you're listening to the audio from a different movie. (laughs) Yeah, nah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh you know it's I, I i'm i think i'm with you i rather would just go see it in the theater especially now that they spoil us with the luxury recliners mm-hmm. and the the tray for your food and well, stuff you could recline in your car <laughs> yeah but then you recline too far you can't even see out your yeah. windshield no there right. is that and steve just getting in and out of car right well uh on that note i think it's time for News you don't give a shit about. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, hurt me. Ah. Hurt me. Hurt me so hard. Oh, this is going to hurt. Oh, oh. oh, my. Oh, oh, I'm ready. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> the metaverse is bad. That's according to several high-profile industry figures. And the founder of VR headset startup Oculus is the latest to bluntly put it down. I don't think it's a good product, Palmer Lucky, a set of Meta's core metaverse offering. Oculus was acquired by Facebook in 2014 for $2 billion as part of the company's hugely expensive and near-decade-long pursuit of its virtual reality universe. It's not good. It's not fun. Most people on the team would agree that it's not a good product, he said, alluding to leaked internal memos revealing that staff barely are interested and that it's suffering from all kinds of glitches. Mm. But, that's not just, but it's not just the quality that has drawn criticism from, from all angles. Meta is so far losing a lot of money on Mark Zuckerberg's push into the technology. Mm. In 2021 alone, Meta invested $10 billion in the metaverse and is expected to lose another $10 billion this year. As a result, profits and faith in the company are dropping significantly. Since the company changed its name to Meta in 2021, Zuckerberg's personal net worth has dropped by more than $70 billion. Oh. Well, as Sad. of Monday, Meta's shares are down over 60% year to date. Oh boy, time to buy, so, folks, time to buy. <laughs> just it's it's fascinating to me to think about that one project is dragging the company down. Amazing, just amazing. Yeah, a friend of mine put, "Oh, Zuckerberg only has 120 million dollars now." Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's crazy a to think that his is. net worth has dropped by 70 billion dollars. Yeah, that's what it was. 125 that's, billion. Oh, he's only worth 125 billion now. It's hmm. crazy. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. High-end collectibles are taking a bigger chunk of the hobby market every year, with companies like Sideshow Collectibles and Robosin asking for hundreds of dollars in exchange for a quality of craftsmanship that fans a decade or two ago could only have dreamed of. The latest installment takes that philosophy to a logical extreme. Teaming Marvel and East Continental, Continental Gems on a line of precious stones themed after the gems that power the Infinity Gauntlet. 
The curated collection launches soon with the Reality Stone, actually a ruby, of which 300 will be made, with prices that range from $1,500 to $20,000. On the heels of our successful reveal of the Infinity Gauntlet, we wanted to provide Marvel fans and collectors the unique opportunity to take a piece of this Marvel treasure home with them, said Paul Gitter, SVP Marvel Consumer Products. We're proud to elaborate, er, collaborate rather, with Eastern Continental Gems to bring these six quality Infinity Stones to life. Each stone is hand-selected and will be certified by one of the world's leading agencies, American Gemological Laboratories. East Continental Gems will follow the release of the Reality Stone with unique collections of the five additional Infinity Stones from the Marvel Universe. Time, space, reality, mind, power, and soul. Any person who purchases all six stones will be eligible to purchase a handcrafted infinity gauntlet to house all those stones. Available for pre-order at ECG's website, each gem in the collection is numbered and will come sealed in custom packaging and shipped in a durable carrying case. On sale date is November 15th, 2022. And I'm sorry, did I miss it? What's the price tag on that? Uh, each stone is 1500 to $20,000. Oh, boy. That's yeah, I, I I read that and I had to go back and and look at it again. I'm like, how much is each stone? Yeah, and apparently it be, it depends because uh, I, I I took some elements out of the, the article, but the the gems are individually rated, right? And uh, you know, starting with the the first one, since it's a real ruby, the quality of the stone is what determines the price point. Oh. And I'm just like. That's a huge gap, though, between $1,500 per stone and $20,000 per stone. <laughs> mm. yeah. Although, um, I d I've only seen pictures of it. Did you see the uh, Sideshow Collectibles Infinity Gauntlet that they had at uh, Comic-Con this year that was supposed to be like $20 million? Oh, because no, of I didn't all of see that. It's, it's supposed to be you know like real gold and real gems and everything, which I think is probably what inspired them to do well, this. I mean, it's a one-off. It's a it's not a a consumer available product. It's something right. they made just for Comic Con. But yeah, I was just sitting there going, "I'm like twenty million dollars. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? You could you could fund a low budget movie with that. Yeah, I just." <laughs> But yeah, when I'm reading, when I was reading through different articles to put new Geno give a shit about, I'm, I came across that and I'm like, this is twofold. This is shit you can't afford, and <laughs> yes. also shit you don't give a shit about. Yeah, you you actually covered two uh, yeah two uh, gigs with that. I it, killed it, two it, birds with one stone. It's amazing that or, that or that six stones. Yes. <laughs> uh, how are you? <laughs> yeah, it, it just baffled my mind that, and and, and then of course. You can buy, you, and only only if you buy all six stones can you get that custom crafted <laughs> infinity gauntlet yeah. to display your stones. Because otherwise, you have to display your stones separately in the little carrying cases they come in. Like a loser. Just, yeah. yeah. And then you could just <laughs> use them like paperweights. It's like, like look, I, I realize. Place. Yeah. It's like, look, I realize geeks have money now, but that just seems. That's, yeah. It just seems like the kind of person that would buy those is not a person that would buy them because they're into the Infinity Stones. They're just like, oh, that's something that's expensive. I should own it. Yeah. Because I can afford to. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what movies that's from? I don't Some comic book thing? Whatever. Yeah. But anyway. Apparently made like billions of dollars of the box. I don't know. I just thought it would look good on my shelf. Yeah. Ugh. 
On the other hand, there are rich geeks out there now. That's true. So, mm. that's true. Mm. <laughs> well, that's all I got. So, Kirsten, what do you have? Oh, in uh, Weekend oh, oh, wait, Geek. Wait, got a release. Weekend Geek. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, subtle, I, subtle transition. Yeah. Well, actually, also, it's funny because Steve's uh, little uh, O face there has probably happened a couple times this week. <laughs> right. Um, now, as we already discussed, Black Adam came out. Yes. Uh, 67 million domestic opening, 140 worldwide. Uh, apparently, this is. And, and 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 I'm not quite sure. I'm not exactly sure how the how this category is defined, but it's uh, Johnson's best solo outing. So this is a a uh, a Dwayne Johnson joint. Therefore, um, it's not. You know, I guess we're accepting Fast and Furious franchise yeah. know, stuff like that. I'm not sure where. Um, I don't know. Jungle Cruise would <laughs> fit in that, but right. it's apparently for you know for that thing. It's it's doing well, which I think bodes well for moving forward in the Shazam yeah. uh, sub universe. Yeah, I mean it's it's got a pretty. Po- I think it was a sixty-seven percent audience score audience on Rotten score, Tomatoes, yeah. which you know can easily be manipulated, but yeah. that's still pretty good. And that sounds about right, actually. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, I you know I don't know. I still have to see it, and I want to see it. So we'll see uh, what I see when I say I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, let's see. Is was there anything else that happened this week? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh wait, uh, Walter Hamada out, yeah. Steve. Yep. Walter Hamada out. So, uh, you know, can you give us a not-quite-man-baby assessment of that before we go into the other 50% of that news? <laughs> so, I always it always seemed to me uh, that Walter Hamada actually kind of got where the DC films needed to go after um, Zack Snyder's tenure. Mm-hmm. Um, that he, I mean, because basically he was the one behind, you know, getting Aquaman and everything else kind of produced after that. Uh, Shazam, uh, uh, the Birds of Prey, all that kind of stuff. Now, having said that, it's not without controversy. So, so in, in terms of the actual movies themselves, I thought he knew the the appropriate steps that DC needed to make to make those films be more popular and it's been hit and miss, but Mm. uh, I think he's in general overall succeeded. Um, on the other hand, um, he also didn't, uh, I guess he, he was also one of the people that, uh, tried to shield, right. Uh, Joss Whedon and others, when Ray Fisher was bringing right. up the, you know, the, as we got from Ray Fisher's comment about uh, Hamada being, yeah, uh, you know, well, he also, heading out, he also very much just felt like a placeholder anyway. Uh, focused, the the assessment was like that he was focusing on each film individually, right, and making them successful as opposed to and overall, making it an interconnected universe, yeah. you know, other than just the quick cameo here and there, right. 
Exactly. That, yeah, under his tenure, they were loosely connected. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he's part of that old right. boy cronyism. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. been with Warners for oh, decades. decades. Yeah. So, and he's and, actually not leaving Warners. He's just right. moving on to something he's else. He's off of DC Studios. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so Ray Fisher had some very strong words to say when both Toby Emmerich, who was the other exec involved in all that brouhaha, and uh, Hamada left. And so, so in that that sense, I I think Hamada was a good producer. But not Um, great. Right, but not great. Um, And I think think the steps he took to make those individual movies successful in overall succeeded. And certainly from my point of view, as someone who doesn't like dark and gritty for every damn character, I thought that the steps he took were definitely in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but with those comments from Ray Fisher, I'm also wondering, does this now open the door for him returning as Cyborg? I don't, I don't know. I, honestly, I hope so. I, I do too. Um, I wonder if that would be, uh, I don't know. I don't know, because he's definitely... Even though he had things to talk about, I mean, I can still see elements of uh, the hierarchy seeing him as some kind of loose cannon or something. Sure, sure. But anyway, but, I, you know. I'm also, I have a problem because I'm just not a big Cyborg fan. <laughs> right. And Cyborg, to me, is Teen Titans, so right. squeezing him into Justice League, I just, I never really, yeah, never that, really got jazzed by that. Yeah, that's a New 52 thing, mm-hmm. so... Um, and we've talked about this before, um, instead of trying to squeeze Cyborg in there to give the Justice League some diversity, that maybe the New 52 should have focused on uh, John Stewart being yeah. the Green Lantern. Yeah, the right? animated series John Stewart, yeah. who was just... Badass. <laughs> well, badass, just, and, and just an overall amazing character. Yeah. It was, it, it, I, I still it was a remember. character that had some depth. Yes, yeah. and I remember seeing it and just being very disappointed because I'm a... I'm a Hal Jordan guy, but boy, oh boy, did he grow on me. That was yeah. just, he was just a great, just a great, um, a great Green Lantern, a great character for Green Lantern. So, yeah. And that one of the things about the new 52 version of the Justice League is it very much seemed like Jeff Johns is a huge Hal Jordan fan. Yeah. So that was never going to happen there. But they also, you can see the corporate, yeah, but we need more diversity here, you know. So, uh, I don't know, who else is a popular char- character of color? Cyborg? Sure. <laughs> Let's- yeah, and, and yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't really enjoy talking that way because we've... We've had really close guys. It's just terrible. Oh, right. <clears throat> and, uh, um, but I, I just... Cyborg of all the choices. I don't know. Yeah. So, but, okay... So we talked about Hamada working on the individual movies and and helping them, you know, work, but not having an idea for an overall arc. So, you know, how do you how do you create an overall arc mm. in DC Studios, mm. Steve? I mean, would you like draw from maybe someone who's worked with a little bit of Marvel and uh, you know might uh, have a flair for yeah. You know, might have my. Uh, what is Feige doing nowadays? Is he? Uh, 
uh, sitting back and just counting the <laughs> yeah sitting back in his pile of cash uh, while he and Kathleen Kennedy get fired again um, right. along with Alex Kurtzman yeah really um, uh, poor Alex the guy yeah, he needs yeah. work um, well so we go with James Gunn yeah. and uh, Peter Saffron Saffron okay yeah. so James Gunn I mean he's already and this is funny because this is like Mr. Marvel DC guy. <laughs> yeah. He does the he he crosses over with both, and it's just an abs. It's it's hilarious that that he's moved to this point now. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I I think again one of the movies that Walter Hamada greenlit was the. Uh, soft reboot of Suicide Squad with James Gunn, which was hugely successful. And how? And and then also launched a successful TV series with Peacekeeper. Um, yeah. Peacemaker? Also, Peacemaker. Peacekeeper? Peacemaker. Yeah. Peacemaker. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. There goes my DC cred. Anyway. Oh, wow. Um, Turn in your card. I know. There you go. <laughs> um, you don't deserve to wear that Turn jacket. in your S-shield. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then Peter Safran, again, long-standing relationship with Warner Brothers and, in fact, was also one of the producers on Aquaman. I believe and, so. Was it Aquam- Aquaman? And Shazam. Aquaman. Aquaman, which is how they pronounced it in the 60s. Like, yeah, like, Aquaman. That's how I say Aquaman. Yeah. Because of the, the, the cartoon. Yeah. Where he had the hard water balls. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Atlantis, yeah. Aquaman and Aqualad. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I Boy, yeah. I read that and I was like, hoo-hoo, yes, maybe some good news finally. That, uh, and that's crazy, too. Was there any kind of hint of anything like that? It, it really no. did seem like it was a lightning bolt out of nowhere. No, there it, was another person that they were talking to whose name escapes me um, that everyone was like, ooh, that guy would be good, too. But I, I guess they... Had creative differences, um, so um, so yeah. So James Gunn coming on, who already has some DC projects, uh, in, yeah, in the works. That always yeah. helps. Yeah, Marvel too. Yeah, I know. So Kevin he, Feige he, says, you know, you got a lot of work to do here at Marvel before May. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But Feige did say he'd be the first in line for oh, yeah. for uh, his DC projects. So. Yeah, yeah, and apparently he's had a. Uh, a mystery DC project uh, in the works for for at least a couple of months. Right. uh, And again, no word on that. Um, What? Well. What? What? Why are you Okay, so apparently it came out, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about Walter Hamada, one of the things that came out was that he was the person in the way of Henry Cavill coming back for Superman. And that's no longer an issue. So, and Cavill himself came out on uh, Twitter? No, Instagram. And uh, said, thank you all. Thanks for your patience. It's all been up to you, and I'm going to be back. And he just also today did a... uh, uh, podcast where he was talking about i look forward to doing a more joyful uh version of superman and i was i did hear that yes and he's the oh god there's something we can't talk about anyway yeah so what's the official line there kirsten well we we um 
interesting points because uh, uh, DC has a number of different films going on in like separate universes, right? right? So uh, Todd Phillips' Joker um, will not fun, fall under Gunn and Saffron's uh, purview. Really? Uh, right. Yeah, it, it, it'll be overseen directly by DeLuca and Abdi. Uh, who are the Warner Brothers heads? Says yeah, right uh, under under Zaslav. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Matt Reeves, uh, his uh, it his budding universe, you know, under the, the Batman. Batman movie, it, it it seems that it's unclear mm-hmm. where that's going to fall. So everything else is definitely Gun and Saffron's. But now, how does that leadership break down? Because they're co-running it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's if I'm not mistaken, Gunn is the creative force, and uh, Saffron. Saffron is going to be the financial. Right, yeah, he's a and then leader. they both directly report to Zaslav. Yeah, you know? Zaslav. So that way, there's nobody yeah. meddling between them. Right. right. The, he said in a statement. DC has among the most entertaining, powerful, and iconic characters in the world, and I'm thrilled to have the singular and complementary talents of James and Peter joining our world-class team and overseeing the creative direction of the story DC Universe. Their decades of experience in filmmaking, close ties to the creative community, proven track record, thrilling superhero fans around the globe will make them uniquely qualified to develop a long-term strategy across... Film, TV, and animation, and take this iconic franchise to the next level of creative storytelling. So, yeah, I do like that that ties them all together. So, that he's going to be overseeing not just movies or TV, right. movies, TV, animation. Yeah, so, that's because it. for years the strengths have been in the animated uh, and television, and television, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was actually one speculation at one point that Greg Berlanti would be the would be the Kevin Feige. So I'm hoping that they keep him and his production team uh, on because, um, you know, all of those shows, uh, Doom Patrol and Titans, um, they're coming up on their. I think Titans already has started their fourth, fifth season. Anyway, that looks interesting. Uh, and Doom Patrol also looks interesting. And then Superman and Lois is, is the last remaining CW show, except that Flash is coming up on its last yeah. season. Last hurrah. I've actually fallen so far behind in uh, Berlantiverse. I can't even I can't even tell. I don't know where I am <laughs> in Flash, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know anything. I have. This is how far behind, behind I am. I have yet to see anything with a Star Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the good thing about Star Girl is that it's also in its own separate right. universe, and it also has short seasons like Superman and Lois, mm-hmm. so you can easily catch up on. I'm both so, of those shows. So far behind on Star Girl. I don't know. I just like. I really enjoyed the first season, and then after that, I just kind of lost interest. Like, it's on my DVR to watch. Mm-hmm. I just go, okay, so I can watch that, I can get caught up on that, or I can watch this. Oh, I'm going to watch this instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's nothing to do with the show. I think it's well-written, and I think the, the characters are interesting. It just, I don't know. It's just not my first thought when I go to sit down and watch right. something. Right. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think it, I think it falls into some of the 
bad CW tropes of you oh, know, yeah. people withholding information that in the real <laughs> world you would just go, just tell them. That's your favorite form of storytelling, oh, Steve. God. Don't lie. I hate that, and I also hate the it's all my fault trope. It's not your fault. It's Weather Wizard's fault. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What good are my powers if they can't help the people I love? Thank you, Chris Claremont, for making that such a... God integral part of all superhero storytelling so dumb yeah now uh you know we've talked a little bit about superhero movies um how about damon lindelof's star wars oh yeah you know and <laughs> justin Britt gibson uh, will be co-writing with him and i guess lindelof is going to is uh we're talking about like <clears throat> production stuff because we've got uh charmine obeyed chinoy i think i've never heard this pronounced so i'm reading this right now i was gonna say it's only an hour and four in so you yeah. can't start getting the, the mush mouth yet <laughs> so but uh we'll be directing and charmine has done a couple of short documentary oscar winners literally a couple she's gotten two oscars and also directed um Two episodes of Ms. Marvel. Mm. Oh, so, right, right. So she does... Now, you've watched Ms. Marvel, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. You guys are, yep. So um, I, I'm not going to like directly ask if you guys know what episodes Charmaine did, <laughs> <No>. but um, <laughs> are we talking about a little bit of, uh, of uh, pedigree right there in terms of working on... Uh, I think so. Um, I, I do... Much more so than Alex Kurtzman, I do question some of the choices Damon Lindelof has made in the past and some of the projects he's worked on. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's funny. I, I used to think the same way, but having seen a lot of what's come out with the way Lost was presented and how he even self admits he failed to kind of pull the reins in when the network started getting involved. I mean, they had that very clear arc that they wanted to cover and they wanted to do it in like three fewer seasons. Right. And the studio was like, you need to stretch it out. And he's like, there's nothing to stretch out. We have a finite story. So then they started adding in these episodes that, you know, kind of fell flat. So, I mean, at least in retrospect, he's gone back and said, Hey, Mm -hmm. I should have done a X, Y, and Z and I didn't. And that's on me. So I think, yeah, I think it's been some of his more recent things when they were listing his, you know, more recent credits, and I was like, ooh, ooh, that's right. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't think of what Lindelof has done recently, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, any Star Wars movie that has potential to well, yeah, have I'm, a good team behind it, right? And and the other thing, if I remember the story correctly, is that they, they won't be linked necessarily to the skywalker saga yeah uh it uh, one of the notes is it follows after uh rise of skywalker but it is not a continuation of any skywalker right. story so maybe maybe mandalorian um and uh boba fett and now andor mm-hmm. is is finally helping them see the light that you don't want to just do star uh, skywalker Plus, what are you going to do with Skywalker? She's on the desert planet. She buried the lightsabers. Is she? So you know, 
No, um, I mean, I, you know, and nothing against those characters, but I just feel like there's a whole universe there's of stories uni- to is. tell there is. that don't have to be directly linked to the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about Andor and so far and, and you know, in Rogue One is that, yes, these were things that were necessary to lead into, you know, the Battle of Yavin and so forth, but are their own thing. Right. right. So, you know, that very notion of, you know, what about the soldiers that have to go out and gather the intel and bring it back and are basically disposable Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme so that the prime characters can do their heroic things. Or the moral compromises of fighting a totalitarian regime. Exactly. Because that's one of the things I'm really liking about where they're going with Andor so far. I still have yet to start that Me too. I'm behind on that, the Lord of the Rings, and the the, uh, House of Dragons. It's it's better than I was anticipating it being, and I thought it would be good, but it's better than I was anticipating, and I do love how separate it really is because I mean, it's 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 completely disconnected from the Skywalker saga at this point in time. Because it takes place five years before the Battle of Yavin, mm-hmm. so you know we're uh, setting up the character to where he is in Rogue One. But it's really fascinating watching that character develop. You know, seeing how he just like you said, moral compromise is like it's like he's like I know I shouldn't do this. This really shouldn't do, but I have to right. in order to get what I need done. I'm trying to avoid spoilers well, here. Well, wait a minute. He wait, this is this is before Rogue One. This is before Rogue One. Oh, it is not, it is a prequel. He's not a Force ghost hopping no. around no, on no, no, Andor, no, no, no. Uh, and that what? Yeah. Well, so yeah, completely before. Uh, well, five years before the mm-hmm. Battle of Yavin. Right, so it's right. essentially Oof. five years before he's just Rogue a kid. One. And uh, just really fascinating uh, where they're I taking the character. I, I cannot wait. I just, well, quite literally now, I haven't had time, but I'm looking forward to jumping into that. Now, Justin Britt Gibson, uh, he was an executive story editor on uh, The Strain. Okay. Didn't, who, okay. did either of you? No. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't watch that. It's like oh. Guillermo del Toro uh, joint, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. really. Master Torgo, oh, ladies well, and gentlemen. Shit. What Who the hell? How did that happen? Oh my God! I teleported in just in time. I got the whole karaoke show tune thing going. Oh, here. are we so, gonna do it? Yeah, let's do Lily's eyes, and then we'll go right into. Yikes! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so at least, I, at least I uh, was reminded that it's uh, molasses to rum. Is no, it's a, potatoes and molasses. No, it's man. big, big, big difference. Wow. No, that that would be molasses then to rum to, to vodka to <laughs> rum. Just don't put a space in there when you write molasses out. Then you get mole asses. Yeah. Hi, shock monkeys. Good to see you. <laughs> My goodness gracious! It's a it's a torgo. So Todd, <laughs> a wild torgo appears. Yeah, really? What mm-hmm. geeky things have you done this week? Oh my goodness! Is that what we're on? No, oh. we're, we're we're in new. Uh, no, we're, excuse me. We're in weekend geek. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we just finished talking about uh, Damon Lindelof and uh, his Star Wars yeah. movie that's coming up. Fascinating. That, that we know that we know nothing we, about. Right. Yeah. Just, just just that, that he's being done. Right. So Lindelof. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Now, is when he says he's doing it, he's directing it? No. Or uh, he's writing Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy is, uh, okay. looks like it's a director. She's, yeah, he's producing and I believe contributing to the writing, but yes. the primary writer is the other guy that you Justin mentioned. Justin Britt Gibson. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Who uh, worked on The Strain and uh, Star's counterpart. That, I'm all for it. I love that, this yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, hell I, yeah. Put, I want all the cooks on the Star Wars soup. <laughs> yeah. That need, uh, you know, too, no, not too many cooks. Not, a, not, a, not all many. on the same movie. I oh. want them to each have the, I want it to be. I want it to be like cooks. Master Chef. All right, so you know that everybody <laughs> has. They're cooking their own right. thing, their own personality on their own plate. Well, cook your you know. signature dish. Yes, hurry! And I want uh, Kathleen Kennedy yelling and cursing at them all the entire time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know, with yet new rumors of being fired. Like oh my Walter God. Hamada, we talked about <laughs> oh, yes. Hamada and the the God. DC shocker hitting like a Shazam lightning bolt. Wait, wait, wait. That's the James Gunn thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm f- oh my God. That's the oh. finally some good news out of friggin' DC. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, I so I posted that on the on the uh, Superman Man of Steel collectors page. And I was like, finally some good news on the Warner Brothers front. A lot of people had likes, likes, likes. There was two or three people had sad, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> is that the man babies in action? It's yeah. the yeah. Snyderverse junkies. Wow. So uh, great. Of, of course, uh, those of you out there who are looking at it with a lot of skepticism, absolutely, 100%. He's, he might be in charge of DC, but there's an asshole in charge of him. So right. yeah. <laughs> I, no right. guarantees, but at least there's a chance. Yeah. yeah. James Gunn being a creative lead, I think, is a really fantastic idea because... We've already seen with the Suicide Squad that he understands the characters, he understands the universe, and and we've I, seen with Guardians, he understands yeah. superheroes and he understands mm-hmm. cosmicness. And at least yeah. there's a potential that because uh, I mentioned before, Todd arrived here that there's at least the potential for there not to be a lot of studio interference since he's reporting directly to Zaslav, Zaslav, yeah. which you and know is, is very safe. <laughs> yeah, like I said, just the potential. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as long as Zaslav doesn't have notes, say yes. more, more potential than the way that they have currently been running it, where yes. there's all these VPs and yeah. directors of whatnot that are in between the studio head and the head of the company right. mm-hmm. and the director of the film. Yeah. yeah. So, so the one thing that we didn't that we glossed over on that whole thing is so so. Warner Brothers allegedly has a 10-year plan for their DC movies. And, well, they've had and, a 10-year plan and, about every couple and, of years. And the and the uh, gun saffron contract is only four years. Well, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you See, know that what? I didn't catch. Yeah. It's yeah. a good start. I didn't catch yes. that. So that's what two films, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like it's like we're gonna give you a two picture deal, and we're gonna see what you can do, and then wow. maybe we'll four years. You're gonna be in charge yeah. for a week. Yeah, yeah. Oh my so god. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully they re up the contract, but right now. Oh my god. Or when you were talking- I guess it's exclusive for four years. Yeah. So maybe after the four years, he can do more work for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after all that work it. he maybe does before it. May. It's, it's yeah. funny. Somebody on Twitter said to James Gunn, he's like, well, it's too bad you won't be directing anymore, but glad to see you finally moving into a, a position that you deserve. And he says, that's not what that means. <laughs> yeah. but, but thank you. So yeah. at least that's encouraging that he'll still be doing some directing as yeah. opposed to just producing. Yeah, well, they better have some Suicide Squads, uh, you know, sitting there in the... Uh, 
in the in the docket. Right. I just you know I, all the indications are that um, Henry Cavill's finally going to get his standalone sequel. Right. And and again, the Snyderverse people are not going to be happy with this, but I really hope that they inject some humor into it. And for instance, and let both Lawrence Fishburne and Amy Adams be, I don't know, kind of funny. Yeah. That would be nice because they both have the chops to do it. And maybe, <laughs> I don't know, do some actual acting in the films instead of just reacting to stuff that's going on. Or just know. walking around moping the yeah. entire time. Because you That'd have be two nice. fantastic actors playing two really interesting character roles and not being able to do anything with right. them, at right. least up to this point. Yeah, I mean, I really hope they lean in, just so far as the Lois Lane character, I really hope they kind of lean into the, um, you know, the the inspiration for Lois Lane was Nellie Bly, who, you know, checked herself into a lunatic asylum mm. back in the day and wrote a wow. whole expose about it. Well, yeah. that explains a Margot Kidder cast. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, if if I were king of Warner Brothers, you know, that's what that's what I'd, I'd... going going back to Star Wars. Though I was going to tell you that it's funny. I was reading an article, uh, one of those crazy weird articles that pops up in my news feed about. So it was supposedly Lucasfilm tells Kathleen, or, uh, not Lucasfilm, but Disney tells Kathleen Kennedy not to announce any more Star Wars projects. And I'm just sitting there going, I'm like. They just announced a whole bunch. You can right. clearly see that this article is bullshit. This yeah. is more man babies trying to say she's being pushed out when clearly that's not happening. Right. Uh, it's just, it boggles my mind where they come up with this stuff. It's like, um, first of all, it was, she's not announcing new movies because this story with uh, with Damon Lindelof comes out like literally the next day. Right. It's, so it, it's, it's like if they wish really hard, it'll yeah. come true. Yeah. And it's like if well, they, they hear a little something and then they, you know, it's like one little line of, you know, something's going to be announced and then they try to elaborate in, in their own personal universe what they think that means. And then these stories come out and they're like, oh, so she's still producing yeah, really. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, and the thing is, one day... It, it will eventually be true, probably after a 30, 40 year storied yeah. career. Well, and they go, we, see, we, we finally did it. Yeah, which, we won. Which she's already had going back to. Oh, yeah, working with Spielberg. Yes. I mean, that's when they announced her as the new head of Lucasfilm, I was like, oh, nice yeah, job. Exactly, because she had experience with Lucasfilm and Spielberg <laughs> at the same time producing yeah. the original Indiana Jones trilogy. Yep. So, why not? Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, it, it, whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. those guys, those fucking, fucking guys. And you, and like I say, you know they're gonna go. Ha We knew it. We knew she was gonna get fired. Yeah, they're they're, gonna, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna be in their nursing homes going. <laughs> <laughs> we finally got rid of Kathleen. <laughs> she, boy, oh boy. <laughs> she says she's retiring, but you know the real behind the scenes on that. <laughs> yeah, really. We did it. Oh, my spleen. Yeah. yeah. Really. Either that or they're going to go to their graves and they'll just be like, I don't believe it. I just don't believe Their stress is going to send them to their graves. Right. Yeah. yeah it's pretty. Uh, I hate people. Um, <laughs> what else you got, Chris? That's, that's what you get for working in politics. Yeah, really. <laughs> the uh, We... Didn't we talk about Saw? We talked about Saw recently, uh, right? Yeah, Cause somewhere. I, I saw an article. It's like, Tobin Bell will be in the next Saw film. Uh, and I, yeah? And I was just like, okay, why is this being couched as 
is new news. I thought that we had. So I just wanted to bring that up because oh, I, I thought Potter that, will be in a Jason film. Yeah, well, I thought. <laughs> what was it? No, I thought we had actually mentioned. Oh yeah, and a new song coming out, and Tobin Bell will be in it. Yeah, I thought right. that we we had actually established that. So I don't understand. Yeah, well, you know what? Some news outlets come late with that stuff. I guess so. Well, it's also just the you know the disrupting shocker because the Lindelof and the. Uh, uh, gun news on Hollywood Reporter were, you know, listed as exclusives. That's big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was as just... As opposed to giant freaking robot. And yeah. <laughs> we got this covered. And Which, to his credit, Gun is still comics. touting the fact that we've got the holiday special coming right up, yeah. the next Guardians film coming out. He's... He's leaning into all the projects he's got coming out, not oh, just Marvel or DC right. or you know whatever else. He's he's truly a man of the people, and he's just really wanting to tell people, hey, there's stuff coming out that you're gonna like. We had fun with it. We hope you have fun with it too. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Now that he's got more power, I think we can expect a new Twitter run of pedophile jokes that'll yeah. just. Hilarious notes to delete. <laughs> one <laughs> hour is, twenty I, minutes. I got a good one. It seems this. <laughs> <laughs> Todd shaking his head at me. Okay, well then, why don't uh, Steve? I'm sure you're going to be able to weigh in on uh, Leslie Jordan's passing. Yeah. So, so Leslie Jordan. For those of you who don't know, he, he's one of these great character actors. You'd know him if you saw saw his face. He's yes, he's the guy like, that was in that thing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. He he's really he was like which five, is a great documentary. He's like five eleven. Uh, he was in like three seasons. Five four eleven. He was four eleven. <laughs> 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 All right, so he's taller than most Hollywood stars. Yeah, 112 okay. pounds. What other personal yeah. information do you know? No. Um, and for genre fans, he was on three seasons of American Horror Story. He was mm, on yeah. a couple episodes of Lois and Clark. He was in Star Trek Voyager. Um, and if you look at his IMDb, I mean, you'll, again, you'll see hundreds of credits. Yeah. Just goes on and on. Yeah, and yeah, on. yeah. And, and Will and Grace. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, um, and where where I kind of come into it is is you know kind of a friend of a friend thing. He had just recently done a show at the and again I'm not I don't quite know how to pronounce it. I think it's the Hoff Performing Arts Center at uh, Citrus College. Performing where, sounds like the correct pronunciation. Yes, yes, that that is correct. Center Arts. It's, yeah, I think you it's H A U G H. So I would say Hoff or Hoff or Hoff, Hoff. Probably Hoff. Or Hoff. 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 <laughs> Hoff. Uh, but anyway, Hoff. Yeah, but anyway, a friend of mine is the um, managing director of that theater, and he had just done a show there. So when the news came out that he died in a car accident, like he had literally last week done a show there. Right. Oh, man. And, and she, she was just like, I can't believe this. He was such a ball of energy. And just gracious and fun to work with, and everyone liked him. And then if you read people's tributes to him, and they're like, "I can't believe that he was so." And they all say he was such a fun guy to work with, so sweet, so you know, uh, giving as a performer. And and yeah, I mean, you can kind of see it in his and, performances. And, and, and that just that actually just kind of killed me because I I was re researching into this, looking into this. 
uh, and, and man with a storied career. So I'm thinking that he passed away. Right, and so then when you hear about the car accident, yeah, just another layer. I was just like, oh man, yeah, yeah. He had all kinds of projects that he was working oh, on. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, the series that TV, they call TV uh, series, Call Me Cat, I think, yeah. uh, is the name of that series. Yeah. And he was, re- uh, if not a main character, a recurring character yes. in that. And- um, I the first role I remember him in, he was on an episode of actually I think he was on a couple episodes of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh yeah, uh, that was one of his first starring roles in um, either television or film. So uh, yeah, just a one of those people that you, you, you see him in everything. Yeah, but uh, and he had a few brushes with the law. Yep. <laughs> Spent 120 days in L.A. County Jail. Oh, damn. Substance Apparent, abuse, yeah. Apparently, apparently, he was told on the night he was getting out, this is this is how far back this goes, that uh, we're getting Robert Downey Jr., we're going to give him your bunk. <laughs> so and, and so he actually has this quote, Pod A, Cell 13, top bunk. I feel responsible for most of Downey's uh, success. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a good quote. I remember reading that one. Yeah. Yeah. Every time he was in a season of American Horror Story just shines right through. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my fa- my wife's favorite actors in that troupe. Because yeah. American Horror Story is an acting troupe. Yeah. Right. Uh, so every time he was on the screen, just oozed charm and he just loved him. Did, yeah. It was, uh, I, I don't watch or haven't watched uh, American Horror Story. I shouldn't phrase it don't watch. It's not a refusal. I just haven't. Uh, what kind sounds of char- like a, sounds like a refusal? Yeah, well, <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge that statement. Um, what what kind of characters was he? What kind? What would he? He was always kind of the uh, comedy relief yeah. in a very heavy show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, American Horror Story was rarely comedy until they did the 1984 season. <laughs> that was pretty comedic all the way through. Uh, but whenever he was in it, he always lent some kind of comedy, some sass to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of whenever he was he, he played a different character every time, but he played the same character about every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, right. He was from Georgia, so he never lost his nope. like southern drawl, and so it was always oh well, I don't know. He was a he's he can't, he comes off like a sassy southern queen. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Early in his career, uh, I was like, is that Henry Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it's not, but. <clears throat> but that, yeah, he was. What always... was Henry Gibson five <laughs> eleven? Why you or four eleven? <laughs> How dare you! How dare you! Um, so yeah, he yeah he was just, and that's kind of it. Just real nice uh, Southern boy who just oozed charm, but also had a little bit of a uh, little bit of um, sass, sass, a little bit, and also just a little bit of ornery. Oh yeah, uh, well that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you wanted know. to like him in the Lois and Clark episodes, and you know, because he was again just kind of a sad sack character in that. But he also like he stole Superman's powers at one point. What an asshole! Yeah, and wouldn't give him back. I, like I, he, he I, got him by accident and wouldn't give him back. Oh my god! I just I, I, <laughs> I just kind I of wanted one. to like Lois and Clark and just could never bring myself to like it. Yeah, I tried to Jeff. I just yeah. really it just it. was so cheeseball. Ugh. Well, and that's, oh boy, going back to the thing I said about uh, 
it'd be nice if they let Amy Adams actually play kind of like a Nellie Bly character. The the selling point for Lois and Clark was that they wanted to really turn it, turn that relationship into kind of a his girl Friday, and I was like, oh, that'd be great. And then they they didn't do that. No, no. they didn't even reach moonlighting. No, <laughs> no. Aww. And I stuck with it not all the way to the end. Uh, but I didn't even make it through the first season. Yeah, I did. Oh, it I was did. just too cornball. I did a few seasons, but I, yeah. I didn't last very long. I did so three. I had a Terry Hatcher fetish. I so. like Terry Hatcher too, but still, just it's oh, friend Jeff. of mine. Uh, speaking, of t- friend of mine just did a show with her at uh, uh, Five Star Production. She played Morticia Adams. In very the, nice in the Adams family. I just wow. felt like they put her in way too many. Needing to be saved by Superman, not using her brains to get herself yes. out of trouble well, of situations. Well, if she gets herself out of trouble, Jeff, you don't need Superman. It? Yeah, this might as well but, be the lowest show. Yeah, which again, <laughs> <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> anyway, Is this thing on. Yeah, that would be that would be that His Girl Friday thing. Yeah, that would be you know like. Superman comes in and, and is like, okay, I'm here to see. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What'd you do? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't need so you to come save me. just holds up a frying pan. It's like, I can kind of take care of it. Yeah. Can that, I cook or can't I? That cute, <laughs> that cute little lampshade from uh, Ryan Gosling in The Gray Man. I think it was a Gray Man. Where he was, he was, he was like, uh, he kept getting rescued by that female <laughs> associate. And she's like, are, are you okay? How are you? And he's like, well, you know, I just wish... I could rescue you once, you know, maybe. <laughs> I think also I just really didn't like, because Lois is supposed to be this really smart, right. really intuitive character, and, and it they, always felt like they tried to make her dumb yeah. in the show. Yeah. Like, and I, again, I, I can't even I can't, can't even put into words exactly what it was in, in, the, in, in a specific episode, but I just remember it's like, no, you're not oh, like an intelligent Lois would have done this, mm-hmm. and she does the opposite, right. and then Superman has to come in and save her, as opposed to she does something smart, and then through no fault of her own, finds herself in a, in a situation where she could probably take care of most of it, but she might need Superman to help her come in and mop yeah. things or, up. It's just literally like, help Superman. Well, well the, right. Or, or you know, the thing I always go back to is the Fleischer cartoons. Yes. She's always getting into trouble, but it's because she's looking, you know, going for the exactly. story, and it's like, yeah. well, I, I guess I, I need <laughs> I guess I need to climb into this giant robot, you know, because otherwise it's going to take off, and I'm not, you know, nobody knows where it goes. I guess I'll be the one to find out. Yeah, it, right. well, it, you know, it, it, the, the thing I like about <laughs> the thing it, 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 why is Hollywood obsessed with uh, all of a character's problems come from things that they do or things uh, that or the way they think right it's like you know you could like make all the right decisions and it still all right. go to shit and so it's sort of like I mean, I guess maybe maybe like every week, especially we're talking about in the days of uh, 20, 22, 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. You, they, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to be puberty again. <laughs> talking about Lois's uh, oh. triggering oh. second puberty. In- <laughs> I mean, it's- oh gosh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> for, for all its other faults, Superman and Lois, at least they have Lois. She is an intelligent, independent person, and she is pursuing things on her own and not relying on yeah. Clark Superman well, to yeah. come in and save her. They're, 
you know, yeah. they're, they're at least taking that path. And I think that they're doing credit to the character. Yeah. Whereas opposed to like Lois and Clark, it just felt like they, they've really missed the ball with mm-hmm. that character. It's like the writers didn't know, or perhaps television studios and, or the studio said, Oh, you can't have an intelligent, independent woman with yeah. Superman. I mean, Superman's got to be well, the. No, you, you've got the yeah. You got the old guy with the, the old Hollywood yep. saying, "You got to rescue." No dame's going to do anything on her own in my picture. Well, and if you look, if you look at the credits, the the woman that um, cre- created that show only lasted one season. Yeah. Yes, there was. <laughs> I I actually have dim memories of that controversy. So. It was just, ah, you know, well, okay. Hey, we got James Gunn now. That's right. So so now uh, Cavill's back, and, uh, well, un- I can't imagine that Amy Adams wouldn't be back, so. Well, I think if I Cavill comes back, she's probably going to come yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Because she did like working with him. Oh, yeah. Well, th- I think they worked out rather well together, yeah. so. I just hope so. they let her climb into a giant robot and <laughs> try to find out where the there you go. Well, are. you know. I mean, Hollywood seems to be listening to Geek Shock and responding exactly. to our input. So, there you go, uh, Hollywood. Uh, uh, Todd, or do you have any burning news issue? Any any kind of no? But I have a burning asshole. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Well, Did you, you lit Barry on wings? fire? Hot peppers. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, burning uh, no, ring you, of fire. You, what I've heard so far is kind of the, the news that really stuck out this week. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I could go into what I did this week, which oh, is, yeah. which is yeah. kind yeah. of a what biggie, geeky things did you do biggie thing. Uh, I have finally joined the modern uh, video game uh, oh, console. Oh, yeah. I, I've oh. gotten a hold of an Xbox, a Series X. Oh, I, I was going <laughs> to... Gonna, I got a hold of an Xbox. Yeah. All right. Xbox 360. Watch out for it. coming. Uh, and uh, as I'm, uh, like you, Jeff, I'm doing it on an older HD television. It's not 4K, so I'm not getting the full experience. Oh. Right. Uh, but it is an impressive little console, really I have is. to say. You know what? I've been playing with it, and uh, I've been playing Halo. Oh. Uh, and this is coming from somebody that doesn't care much about Halo. I mm. Uh, but mm. Xbox gets you. The moment you sign on to there, it's like, hey, you know that Xbox Game Pass thing you heard about? How about that first month's a buck? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that. A buck. Oh, Come on dear. in. Try it out. So, of course, I've done that. And I'm like, well, then I don't have to pay for Halo, do I? So there's not a lot of exclusives for that system yet. There's, right. there's basically three. Forza Horizon, uh, Flight Simulator, and Halo. So I'm going to choose Halo of the three. Uh Damn it if they didn't make a fun Halo. Uh, this is the best Halo game I've played since 2, and it's better than 2. Uh, what yeah. makes it so much better is it's an open-world game. I, versus, I do. Yeah, I love that about it. One, I think one of the things I, I got really tired of with Halo is it always felt like, I mean, it would go into like an open-world segment, but it was always you're going to go to point A to point B to point C, D. Very uh, linear. Yeah, uh, which a lot of people like that, and it was fine at the time. Uh, now I think I've grown past that. Right. Uh, what makes this really interesting is that even though it's an open-world, uh, the places that that you go to uh, creates little Halo games where it is point A to point B to point C, get some more story, and then you're back out into the open world. Yep. So I, I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm close to the end game of it. Really? And because of that, 
at, there is a big section where it is just like, all right, it, it, it warns you. It's like, you know what? If you want to get any more upgrades for your character, that you're in the end game. So uh, you sure you want to continue? And so I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's finish this out. And at that point, it becomes Halo. It mm. becomes point A to point B to mm. point C. To, and I, I'm getting a little tired of it. Oh, no. no. I, I, obviously, I really just enjoy the open world aspect of it. The story's kind of interesting. I've kind of paid attention to what the Halo story has been thus far. Complicated and weird, but uh, this one's been enjoyable and just gorgeous. Even on a standard high-definition television, just what they are doing with the uh, the graphics, the ray tracing, and just the uh, reflection shadows, just the atmospheric aspects of it, uh, just stand out. Mm. Uh, I've been playing a PlayStation 4, you know, for ages now. And so now jumping into this new generation, it's not a massive jump. Again, wrong television. Right. Uh, but enough that you can tell and that it's impressive. And I've played the other two yeah. games because, hello, Xbox Game Pass, buck. Um, <laughs> so I have played uh, Flight Simulator, snooze, big snooze. Always was a snooze. Well, always yeah. going to be a snooze. Uh, I <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to play it. I'm going to fly over my hometown in Indiana. That's what I was going to do. Mm. So, But the closest airport you could fly from was Detroit. There are, there's, there's plenty of airport. There's a, lots yeah. of airports along the way. You can stop and land, but you have to start in specific airports. Oh. Interesting. And so I could start in uh, Chicago O'Hare, or I could start in Detroit. So I'm like, well, Detroit's a little closer. So I do that, and I start flying. And I start flying. Mm. I hit autopilot and go to the bathroom, come back and continue <laughs> flying. Uh, and there's just nothing but farmland. Of course, it's Michigan and Indiana. It's going to be nothing but. but I was going like, to say, from Detroit to where you used to live, isn't that about an hour and 20 minute In real flight? fucking in, time. In real time, yeah. Oh, yes. there, there, there are no... Uh, yes, that's the thing about Flight Simulator. <laughs> Everything is real time. You, is. Can't, you can't fast forward. Now, I will say this. It's impressive what oh, they've yeah. done. They Microsoft has incorporated Bing Maps. Mm. All right, so it's you're getting real satellite footage of what you're flying over. Oh, Everything yeah. you're seeing is like you're flying over the real world, mm-hmm. and it, it looks and feels great. It's just no fun. <laughs> there is no there. Apparently, there's some things you can do. It you can do some tricks. Yay! Okay, but uh, I, I gave up. I think I made it to. Uh, just the tip of northern indiana before i bowed out and went back to xbox you didn't nose over and go i'm coming mom <laughs> you know what i should have i why did i i've deleted it i was like why don't i even just do a that's just, funny just, yeah just, well you would sound like uh, just ruin sound, some farmer's cornfield that would be a, the way a todd would end a uh, a, a boring game he's <laughs> yes, just like go out in a blazing yeah, ball of glory yeah, i'm taking out the barn there you go uh and then i did buying a, the farm ha uh, I also played Forza Horizon, a surprisingly enjoyable game. That's what I hear. Uh, I've never liked the Forza games. I'm no. not a race game guy anyway. No. Surprise. Uh, but man, this has been really enjoyable so far. And one of the enjoyable things is the, that other people in your friends list who have played that game are represented in the game when they're not playing it. Really? Uh, so if they have driven a particular race, you're racing against them in the race they did. Huh. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of neat. Oh, that is interesting. Um, so 
So it was, it was fun to say, you know, pass bleak. So, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. I thought yellow. Um, Did you, uh, now, do you have a, a nice little car uh, dash set up? You're, you're working with pedals and a wheel and steering wheel. This and- is Forza, man. You don't, you don't, you, you drink, you, you are drinking rocket fuel. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, this is for car nuts, car nerds. This yeah, is but what I'm, this I'm is saying, is this, uh, your controls, is, are you, is this WASD? Are, are, are you saying that I did I rig something up in the Keyboard living room? Mouse. No, I, I I don't know how uh, how uh, a, a car racing thing works in uh, the console game. Uh, it's it's literally the stick moves your car. It's it's really it's, so it's, you're still I, on the the control. Yeah, to do any kind of fancy. I don't like no? car games enough to invest in some kind of like steering wheel interesting thing. Why? But you got Flight Simulator too. So uh, well, until I deleted it, <laughs> that thing is up. As a massive resource hog, though. It really is. Let <laughs> me put it this way. Uh, the day after I downloaded all these games for the Xbox, I was warned by Cox Communications that I'd used over half of the amount of allowed data. No shit. Because <laughs> I downloaded so much. It wow. Was, well, wow. Flight Simulator alone is 150 gigabytes. Holy shit. It's massive. Absolutely wow. massive. Nice. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, and and oh, I wow. and I played a little of another wow. game, a game called Grounded, a game I've been wanting to try on the Xbox since I heard it announced. Mm-hmm. It is a survival game, kind of a Honey I Shrunk the Kids kind of game. You are uh, an amnesiac uh, teenager in the backyard that has been shrunk down. So okay. you don't know how you got there. All you know is that the grass is tall and the ants are big, and you Aww. have to. Uh, Maintain your thirst and hunger level and uh, try to figure out what happened to you and how to get regular sized again. Maintain your thirst and hunger or maintain like hydration and... and That's what I said. I was going to say, you know, I'm so thirsty and hungry and the the whole goal is to remain that way. way. uh, (laughs) Always always nitpicking, Kirsten. It's it's a very Buddhist kind of thing. Well, right now I'm like earlobe deep in paperwork and stuff, so Uh I have to nitpick... It's Every a moment. it's a fascinating game. I really enjoy Grounded. Uh, it's Grounded. it's it's that kind of uh, a Minecraft without building. It's the survival aspect without mm. the building aspect. Mm. Uh, a lot of games out there like they're like Conan is a is a survival game. And, Conan, yeah, that's what I said. Mm. Uh, Seven Days to Die, uh, Ark. Uh, where you're establishing, a, uh, you can build bases and so on, but. Uh, what's really frustrating is it has that survival mechanic that is the the worst, and that is when you die, all the stuff you have is where you died. And if you <laughs> died where there was a bunch of giant spiders, which you had no business fucking around with, um, you're never going to get your stuff back. That sounds awfully specific, Jeff, not just yeah. a generic uh, <laughs> sample spiders of... Spiders in this thing are Fucking scary, dude! Spiders are scary. Period. Yeah, but they're, no, they're gi- not. They, but the, yes, whoever, they're giant. Whoever, whoever designed this game, mm-hmm. nailed it. Spindly, <laughs> creepy motherfuckers. Every one of them. Uh-huh. It's uh, even when you see the see the first time in the distance, you're like, I don't go there. That's yeah. where the spiders are. It's Except so creepy. You did. It's so creepy that it has an arachnophobia uh, removal. Like, if oh. spiders really freak you out, if you have full-on arachnophobia, mm-hmm. you can press a button to remove the spiders out of the game. Okay, good. Yeah, so, my youngest sister would hate it. Yeah, no. She I, would, she'd be I definitely turning I might actually have on. some problem with that, yeah. But it is uh, meant to be a multiplayer game, so you're... 
you can play it solo. Oh, and but you can also join this thing up with your friends and and try to conquer the backyard mm-hmm. in a group. And it looks like it's something that can go like Minecraft, where you're on and on, uh, where the game exists whether you're playing it or not so friends can jump in and out of it kind of like mm. the uh, minecraft server we have for geek Shack. Oh. can you play a spider though no, no. <laughs> absolutely well, see, not in fact know, i think there's only four teenagers you can choose from. i would actually you know i think i could handle my arachnophobia if i was the spider and i just have to avoid mirrors creepy <laughs> yeah. ass spiders yeah and then just pursue and mites are yeah. assholes mites. but uh, so if I had to give them up, numbers, uh, Halo, 8 out of 10. Mm. Uh, Grounded, 7 out of 10. Mm. Uh, Forza, 7 out of 10. My goodness. And uh, Flight Simulator, 2 out of a long flight. Mm. <laughs> so speaking of video games, I, I actually have a what geeky thing did Barry do this week? Oh, I don't oh, care. Okay. Why, why not, do I care? He's not here. I know, but I uh, see. What, and he's not going to be. What, what gig thing week, did Barry do? He sneezed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Uh, but before he did that, he uh, he messaged me and was like, "When when you when are we going to play Civ Five? And I was like, mm, "Tonight." And he was like, "Oh, okay. When?" I go, "Well, I got to get dinner, so give me an hour." So we actually played Civ Five for a while. How uh, long's a while? Oh, at least. Three hours? That's a short like game. Of this, this, oh, this trip? Wait a minute. What? what? Yeah. No, this uh, is oh, last week. three hours? Because Barry is confronting his own personal nightmare right now. He has no voice. Oh. And, and we all know how much Barry likes to hear himself talk. Enjoy <laughs> it while it lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. just take a deep breath. And you know who's enjoying it the most, though? <sighs> Deb. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Deb is the cause. Well, that, yeah. that's true too. And right now, Deb doesn't have much of a voice. Yeah. So it's so like it's a, a quiet, house. Yeah. It's a quiet yeah. place. Wow, Bartimaeus must be going nuts. Like, why is it so quiet in here? Yeah, really. Like, yeah. Is somebody going to is somebody going to come feed me? Because it's That'd awfully be quiet funny. here. Just, they just turn, and he's standing in a corner, looking at them, very worried. <laughs> but anyway, so that yeah. was a fun night. Yeah, uh, but well, how? I, what happened? Well, so uh, so we played on the same team. Oh, okay. Um, and we ended up on nice. we ended up on separate continents. Um, he was playing Attila the Hun. I was playing George Washington. And uh, he a match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> well, and apparently he generated a bunch of scouts or something because every time I'd look over at his part of the map, it would just be, I mean, he was seeing a lot more territory than I was. But my whole thing is uh, once the wonders come up in your build list, I just start doing those with the city that has the most build capability. Um, and and then my thing is to try to start as, start as many cities as I can, which is why I usually pick Washington because... The thing about Washington is his cities, when you start them, are twice as big as uh-huh. anyone else's, and your tiles are half price. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, there's no R in Washington. Well, that's right. Did I say Washington? No, no. You, okay. you said it correct. I'm just, <laughs> yes. I'm just clarifying. <laughs> the so, more you know. <laughs> I just, that's one of my pet peeves. Oh, yeah, Washington. Oh, there's it, no R in Washington. That, uh, that is fingernails on the chalkboard, yes. Yeah. Or I remember people would do laundry in the Midwest. I got to go do the wash. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man, in certain por- parts of New York, you know, yeah. have to go to the turlet. Yeah, yeah, that too. Put some I Earl go. in the car. Oh, geez, I got to go to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so um, 
so he was like, well, I'm kind of, because we started like the easiest thing, easiest path. And so oh, okay. we got to a certain point and he was like, I don't know, I'm kind of done with this. I was like, I will be as soon as I wipe those Assyrians off the face of the earth because they have pissed me off. <laughs> it's how it goes, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see Washington saying that. <laughs> yeah. This is how every game of Civ goes for me. Expand, expand, expand. Get annoyed that someone is fucking with my expansion. Yeah. And then just do enough to get them to go away and then continue to ignore. They, I, that is one of the games I play where it's like, you'd think I'd go to war all the time, but it's just the opposite. I just yeah. want to build shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And usually my strategy, and I haven't played it like any kind of like expert level, I think the... I think the I forget what the very easiest level is because that's what we were playing, but I usually play on easy. And I think I've played the next level up once and was <laughs> getting my ass handed to me. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I need to get better at this before I move up to that uh, level again. But, um, and I, I think I've complained about it before, uh, not knowing really how, how victories happen or defeats happen because it'll say you've won. And then gives you the option of, you know... Do you want to play some more? Yeah, do you want to play some more? And at that point, I you know keep wanting to build, like, you know, the spaceship. And it won't let you do that because you've already won. <laughs> oh, uh, so did Barry show you how to build a spaceship? Not yet. We haven't gotten that far. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't. I, like, I know theoretically how to do it. It just will never let me do it because mm. I've already either won yeah, or Yeah, but lost. he was like, yeah, but you can... And he didn't do that? No. No. No, no. I, I think if I was playing with Barry, I would do it cooperatively like you were doing. Oh, but backstab. But I'd be trading with all the other civilizations and <laughs> and giving them so much that they're, they're kind of like, yeah, we're friends. What do you want to do? Uh, why don't you go wage war on Barry over there? There you go. There you go. Well, he, you did say you would be trading. <laughs> <laughs> I did spot on. I did, <laughs> sure sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah, yeah, right. I did for the first time try out the America's map. Uh, uh, a couple. Well, of times. I hope so with Wash Washington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's weird because it cuts off pretty much at the Canadian border, and and, and at it, the Mexican border. No, yeah, the American about map? halfway through Argentina. But, oh on wow! Southern, <laughs> on the southern end. So so it's basically just uh, the Americas without the Arctic parts. Yeah, and it's like that's, that's weird. Why it's you really can't weird. do Arctic and civilization? Is there something I'm what missing? What did Canada do to deserve? I that? know. Yeah. Or what did Chile do? Whatever right. it is, blame Canada. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the funny thing there would I don't even you, think you said with Chile Lakes. Actually, now that I think about it, what? Yeah. I don't yeah. even think it goes and how do you miss Chile? That thing is like the entire length of South America. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. But, that, <laughs> but that's, on the other hand, that's a fun map in the first time. But again, I had one of these other damn civilizations get in my way. Those Assyrians again? No, I, fit, I think it was Montezuma this time. Um, ah, because, well. because my first city spawned right in the middle of the Amazon. So you'd think that would be bad, but actually what happens is you can, the jungle won't let you do anything unless there's like, you know, bananas or something there. So 
What? <laughs> what a great! It's a great I, sentence. We we have another T-shirt, folks. <laughs> the, the jungle, jungle won't, won't let you do anything <laughs> unless there's bananas there. <laughs> no, the, jungle, the jungle won't let you do anything. Uh, um, quote from Werner Herzog. Um, <laughs> um, but what the, the, the upshot of that is, you got tons of great farmland around you. So as soon as you clear the jungles, and you just have food going up so your city how dare you clear the amazon i know how dare you friggin bolsonaro yeah but i got farmland so you know yeah friggin bolsonaro (laughs) (laughs) but then i was gonna put a city on the coast and a barbarian stole my stole my settler and then (laughs) and then friggin montezuma (laughs) montezuma and the amazon you, you, it makes you tell great stories. I know. Yeah, this is this is like the most ignorant pulp. You know, this is this is a guy. He didn't no, 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 even no, no, no. bother to do minimal this historic is, this research. Is like, this is like the AI writing a story. AI, yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. And then a barbarian stole. Steve, Mid Journey <laughs> is for pictures, not for stories. So, so anyway, so by the time I sent another settler out there, Montezuma had already put a city up in my and meanwhile Lincoln is building the hanging garden <laughs> exactly <laughs> or Chichen Itza uh, Chichen Itza are they like a prelude to Chichen Chong indeed ah. it, they're less stoned less stoned uh, uh, Washington in the Amazon getting thwarted by Montezuma <laughs> with the candlestick yes, candles, right. yes. when his settler yeah, stolen I, by I, a barbarian. I, I, I love I love the sing use of the singular. I don't know anything about sieve, so I'm supposing this makes sense to everybody. It absolutely does. <laughs> well, what's your Montezuma? Write to us. Comments at geekshockpodcast.com. And, of course, we want to thank all of our Kofi members for supporting us. We really appreciate you, and we appreciate all our listeners who have stuck by us through all of these crazy years that absolutely. we've been doing this this little thing that we all, do all billion of them absolutely mm-hmm. and uh until next week uh actually so we'll instead of going through the normal order todd do you want to take us out until next week i'm master torgo 80s jeff commander k and professor biggs and we'll talk to you next week in geek and also, I want to throw it out there. Uh, Michael Johnson needs a little help. If you yes. can possibly help him, he put it as a, a GoFundMe onto the Shock Monkeys layer. Yeah. Uh, so if you're at all able to help him and his family out, uh, please do. Any little bit helps. Uh, he's has had one bad thing after another happen to him yeah. over the last uh, it's ten been, months. It's he he it, is uh, yeah. the guy that started the Shock Monkeys layer, and he's uh, really kept it going all this time. So uh, uh, we really appreciate your support. A trooper and a fan going way back. Absolutely. So God bless you, Mike. And uh, on the Kofi level, uh, I have finished the Grave Golem. All right. So uh, uh, I know I said I was going to give it away this week, but then uh, work shit happened. So I will be giving that mini away next week. And I'm now deciding what the mini after that is going to be. So stay tuned for that. So, But Absolutely. the Grave Golem, which is probably one of the coolest things I've painted so far. Pretty good. Pretty is good. going to be given away next week. Yes, it is. So, and by the way, Jeff, yeah, we, we actually did do it in the normal order. Yeah, well, it's because I had Todd take us out. Yeah. Well, you said instead of the normal order, but uh, Todd, why don't you take us? Well, out? 
because yeah. I was going to close it out, and then I changed my mind mid-sentence. So Whoa. go fuck oh. yourself. <laughs> <laughs>